Chapter 38 of the 45 Guardsmen by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter 38 The Stable Yard. Ernanton arrived at Paris on the third day. At three in the afternoon, he entered the Louvre among his comrades. The Gascons called out in surprise at seeing him, and Monsieur de Loignac looked gloomy and signed to him to enter a little room, where he always gave his private audiences. "'This is nice behavior, monsieur,' said he. Five days and nights absent, and you whom I thought so well of.' "'Monsieur, I did what I was told to do.' "'What were you told to do?' "'To follow Monsieur de Mayenne, and I have followed him.' For five days and nights? Yes, monsieur. Then he has left Paris. He left that same evening, and that seemed to me suspicious. You are right, monsieur. Go on. Ernanton related clearly and energetically all that had taken place. When Ernanton mentioned the letter, You have it, monsieur? asked the Loignac. Yes, monsieur. Diable, that deserves attention. Come with me, I beg of you. Ernanton followed de Loignac to the courtyard of the Louvre. All was preparing for the king's going out, and Monsieur d'Epernon was seeing two new horses tried, which had been sent from England, as a present from Elizabeth to Henry, and which were that day to be harnessed to the king's carriage for the first time. De Loignac approached d'Epernon. "'Great news, Monsieur le Duc,' said he. "'What is it?' said d'Epernon, drawing to one side. "'Monsieur de Carmagne has seen Monsieur de Mayenne,' lying wounded in a village beyond Orléans. Wounded? Yes, and more. He has written a letter to Madame de Montpensier, which Monsieur de Carmagne has in his pocket. Oh, oh, send Monsieur de Carmagne to me. Here he is, said de Loignac, signing to Ernanton to advance. Well, monsieur, it seems you have a letter from Monsieur de Mayenne. Yes, monsieur. Addressed to Madame de Montpensier? Yes, monsieur. Give it to me. And the duke extended his hand. Pardon, monsieur, but did you ask me for the duke's letter? Certainly. You do not know that this letter was confided to me. What matters that? It matters much, monsieur. I passed my word to the duke to give it to Madame la Duchesse herself. Do you belong to the king or Monsieur de Mayenne? To the king. Well, the king wishes to see the letter. Monsieur, you are not the king. I think you forget to whom you speak, Monsieur de Carmagne. I remember perfectly, Monsieur, and that is why I refuse. You refuse? Yes, Monsieur. Monsieur de Carmagne, you forget your oath of fidelity. Monsieur, I have sworn fidelity only to one person, and that is the king. If he asks me for the letter, he must have it, but he is not here. Monsieur de Carmagne, said the duke, growing very angry, you are like the rest of the Gascons. Blind in prosperity, your good fortune dazzles you, and the possession of a state secret is a weight too heavy for you to carry. The only thing I find heavy, monsieur, is the disgrace into which I seem likely to fall. Not my fortune, which my refusal to obey you renders, I know very precarious, but... No matter, I do what I ought to do, and no one, excepting the king, shall see this letter but the person to whom it is addressed. De Loignac, cried d'Epernon, place Monsieur de Carmagne in arrest at once. 
It is certain that will prevent me from delivering the letter for a time, but once I come out... If you never do come out? I shall come out, monsieur, unless you have me assassinated. Yes, I shall come out. The walls are less strong than my will, and then... Well? I will speak to the king. To prison with him and take away the letter, cried Depernon beside himself with rage. No one shall touch it cried Ernanton, starting back, and drawing from his breast the tablet of Monsieur de Mayenne. For I will break it to pieces, since I can save it in no other way. Monsieur de Mayenne will approve my conduct, and the king will pardon me. The young man was about to execute his threat, when a touch arrested his arm. He turned and saw the king, who, coming down the staircase behind them, had heard the end of the discussion. "'What is the matter, gentlemen?' said he. "'Sire!' cried d'Epernon furiously. This man, one of your forty-five guardsmen, of which he shall soon cease to form part, being sent by me to watch Monsieur de Mayenne in Paris, followed him to Orléans, and received from him a letter for Madame de Montpensier. "'You have received this letter?' asked the king of Ernanton. "'Yes, sire, but Monsieur d'Epernon does not tell you under what circumstances.' "'Well, where is this letter?' That is just the cause of the quarrel, sire. Monsieur de Carmagne resolutely refuses to give it to me and determines to carry it to its address. Carmagne bent on one knee before the king. Sire, said he, I am a poor gentleman, but a man of honor. I saved the life of your messenger, who is about to be assassinated by Monsieur de Mayenne and six of his followers, for I arrived just in time to turn the fortune of the combat. And Monsieur de Mayenne? was dangerously wounded. Well, after. Your messenger, sire, who seemed to have a particular hatred of Monsieur de Mayenne, the king smiled, wished to kill his enemy. Perhaps he had the right, but I thought that in my presence, whose sword belongs to your majesty, this vengeance became a political assassination, and... Go on, monsieur. I saved the life of Monsieur de Mayenne as I had saved that of your messenger. D'Epernon shrugged his shoulders with a scornful smile. "'Go on,' said the king. Monsieur de Mayenne, reduced to one companion, for the four others were killed, did not wish to separate from him, and, ignorant that I belonged to your majesty, confided to me a letter to his sister. I have this letter, sire, and here it is. I offer it to your majesty, who has the right to dispose of it and of me. My honor is dear to me, sire, but I place it fearlessly in your hands.' Ernanton, so saying, held out the tablets to the king, who gently put them back. "'What did you say, Depernon? said he. "'Monsieur de Carmagnes is an honest man and a faithful servant.' "'What did I say, sire?' "'Yes, I heard you pronounce the word prison. Mordieu! On the contrary, when one meets a man like Monsieur de Carmagnes, it is reward we should speak of. A letter, duke, belongs only to the bearer and to the person to whom it is sent.' You will deliver your letter, Monsieur de Carmagne. But, sire, said Depernon, think of what that letter might contain. Do not play at delicacy when perhaps your majesty's life is concerned. You will deliver your letter, Monsieur de Carmagne, said the king. Thanks, sire, said Carmagne, beginning to retire. Where do you take it? To Madame la Duchesse de Montpensier. I believed I had had the honor of telling your majesty. I mean to the Hotel Guise, St. Denis, or where? 
I had no instructions on that subject, sire. I shall take the letter to the Hotel Guise, and there I shall learn where Madame de Montpensier is. And when you have found her? I will deliver my letter. Just so. Monsieur de Carmagne, have you promised anything else to Monsieur de Mayenne than to deliver that letter to his sister? No, sire. No secrecy as to the place where you find her? No, sire. Then I will impose only one condition on you. I am your majesty's servant. Deliver your letter, and then come to me at Vincennes, where I shall be this evening. Yes, sire. And you will tell me where you found the duchess? I will, sire. I ask no other confidences, remember. Sire, I promise. What imprudence, sire! cried d'Epernon. These are men you cannot understand, duke. This one is loyal to Mayenne. He will be loyal to me. Toward you, sire, I shall be more than loyal. I shall be devoted, cried Ernanton. Now, d'Epernon, no more quarrels, said the king, and you must at once pardon in this brave fellow what you looked upon as a want of loyalty, but which I regard as a proof of honesty. Sire, said Ernanton, Monsieur le Duc is too superior a man not to have discovered, through my disobedience, for which I confess my regret, my respect for him, only before all things, I must do what I believe to be my duty. Parfondieu, said the Duke, changing his expression like a mask. This trial has done you honor, my dear Carmagne, and you are really a fine fellow. Is he not de Loignac? However, we gave him a good fright and the duke burst out laughing. De Loignac did not answer. He could not lie like his illustrious chief. "'If it was a trial, so much the better,' said the king doubtfully. "'But I counsel you not to try these experiments often. Too many people would give way under them. Now, let us go, duke. You accompany me.' "'It was your majesty's order that I should ride by the door.' "'Yes, and who goes the other side?' "'A devoted servant of your majesty's. Monsieur de St. Maline, said d'Epernon, glancing at Ernanton to see the effect of his words, but Ernanton remained unmoved. End of chapter thirty eight. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.